Name brand music productions in this motherfucker. There you go, there you go. There you go. Huh. We all about to find a thing. All about them designer things. I don't need no money, I got mouthpiece, my nigga. Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle, player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle, player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I'm hot. I feel like pot. Praises to the most high. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Termite and BZ doing what we always do, bringing you that top shelf sports analysis. And as always, we're going to give it to you sugar free. Sugar free, baby. Sugar free. Shout outs, B. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Man, this ain't no shout out, but. Yeah, I'm going to make it a shout out. Shout out to. Dennis Schroeder, man. I know that you devastated from that horrible decision that was made concerning your professional career and your contract situation, but keep your head up, man, and, and figure out a way to bounce back from that. Yeah, I mean, one fact of life is that stuff is going to happen, you know, and it's not so much what happens as how how we respond to it. It's a cliche, but it's the truth. And hopefully that's something that he's thinking about, you know, as he, as he progresses. Anyway, it's good to be back on the mic. It's been a minute. You know, the last time we were talking, we were talking about the very beginning of NBA free agency and the, and the, uh, and the, the draft. So now that most of that stuff has been completed, is there anything that jumps to your mind right off the top? Besides the Dennis Schroeder thing? Well, I mean, related to the Dennis Schroeder thing, I'm thinking about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And Which is like the sexy topic, but go ahead. I mean, I guess. I mean, the most compelling, I would say, because who else has revamped their roster to the extent that they no, have? Well, nobody has. Okay, yeah, so that that's has. the thing that you know, is really keeping people's attention. The newness, you know, people are drawn to newness. Mm-hmm. And basically they revamped their whole team. They cleaned up a lot of mistakes that they had made in terms of, you know, Caldwell Pope was a bad contract. They overpaid him, so they needed to move him off the books. And Montrez really didn't fit the team, especially once Schroeder was hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was out, you know, he was kind of like left as the odd man out. He didn't really fit the team scheme and what they wanted to do offensively because they don't really play inside out. They don't run as much pick and roll with the second unit, and he's not a shooter. So you can't make him like a D and three guy because he's not one of those no. people who can space the floor for no. you and just tell him to play defense, rebound, and space the no, floor. No, and he's not hes not comfortable playing perimeter D either. But if so. he could add that to his game, it would help him tremendously. Um, the Who was the other person that they moved? Oh, and Kuzma, who Nuff said. Yeah. So I thought that was a great move. Now, me personally, as, good, as great as Russell Westbrook is, I would have rather had the Buddy Hill deal that was on the table. Mm-hmm. Because if, for those who don't know, 
the original deal that was on the table was to get Buddy Hield in, who is a much better fit. He's actually what they need. He, he's kind of what I felt they've been missing. And they opted to go for Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't have done that if it was me. Because Buddy Hill's, you know, like the second best free throw shooter in the excuse me, three-point shooter in the league. Great free throw shooter. Has all the intangibles. Works very, very hard on his game. Takes the game seriously. You know, great sportsman, great teammate. Mm-hmm. And he's coachable. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would have much rather had, and he can put the ball on the floor, he can make the mid-range jumper, and he can get to the basket. So I would have taken him. I just thought fit-wise with, you know, Anthony Davis. Because look at it like this. At the end of the game, either you can't play Russell Westbrook because his decision-making is so poor at the point guard position. So now LeBron has to play the point. But if you move... Russell off the ball, he can't shoot. So he's got to play more of like a D Wade role where he's, you know, slashing to the basket, slip screens, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you know, but that, but that's going to, but that's not going to help your spacing. You know, so I felt just add you a good shooter so that you can continue to have better spacing and boost your efficiency and you would have been fine but you know russell westbrook is from la he's box office mm-hmm. and his superpower is energy and you know lebron's in the twilight of his career and he's gonna expend a lot of energy that lebron won't have to so that'll help lebron tremendously and you know his his th- through the usage of that energy he makes the game easier for everybody around him, usually, when mm-hmm. he's making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. But when it comes closing time, when it comes winning time, I don't want the ball like into the quarter, into the half, into the fourth quarter, into, well, basically into the game. That's not, the, that's not where I don't want the ball in his hands. What he has proven over his 10-year-plus career is that he is the last guy that you want with the ball in that situation. And if the situation is going to be that he's the one who has the ball. That's a losing situation, which is why I think he ended up at the Lakers because at this point, I feel like LeBron may be the only person that he defers to because he is the alpha alpha. And he said he came there in a, in a press conference. He said the primary, um, his primary responsibility with the Lakers is to support LeBron. That's what he said. That's, those are his words. So um, that's interesting. The thing that the other thing about the whole the other side of the Buddy Hill thing, I think it would have been a great move for Buddy. Aside from the fit, I think it would have been a great move for, move for Buddy because his role got diminished in Sacramento. It did. You know, so and he was kind of like a little bit lost there towards the second half of the season. And so when I heard that there was a potential of a move to the Lakers, I said, okay, good for Buddy. Yep, me too. I was excited. I said, okay, he'll have a defined role because right now with with the ascension of Tyrese Halliburton, 
that kind of like phased him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they also brought in some other guys like um, DeLon Wright, who they no longer have. Right. Uh, so that kind of eased it a little bit. But the other guy was the guy, Terrence Davis, that they got from Toronto. Yes, 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 yes. You know, that so was a good pickup for them, by the way. It was a great pickup for them. and it, But it kind of crowded that, that whole backcourt rotation. A little bit. You know, so I'm like, okay, you know, so if Buddy does get to move, I say, okay, that's good for Buddy, especially to a team that can win a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, so he goes from Sacramento, who ain't never going to win anything in, in the history of mankind. Never, until, unless they make some changes in the front office. It's not going to happen. Um, so I was like, okay, great for Buddy. Because you just root for Buddy. Buddy is one of those guys that you root for. And I think we've talked about this before. But, my, you know, so, you know, it was kind of, you know, so I think it's a lose-lose. Yes. I think it's a lose-lose. You know, Buddy loses <coughs> and the Lakers lose. You know, because I'm sure everybody is excited, like you said, because Russ is box office and everybody knows him as Mr. Triple Double. Won't have any triple doubles in L.A. He's not going to have too many of those. He might get one here and there, but he ain't going to be, you know, averaging no triple double. Those those days are over. Not playing with LeBron, he's not. If he does, let me take that back. Let me qualify it. It, it will be Dad. those low triple doubles, those 10, 10, 10 triple doubles. Which is great, because no. that means he ain't shooting. I even on the Lakers, Dad. I'm. A, I, you're trying to tell me that on the Lakers, you don't think he could average a 15 point triple double for the season? Russell Westbrook playing with those guys. You don't think? I don't think he'll have to get the. I don't think he'll be getting the rebounds like that. I, I think the rebounds are, are are the hardest part of the triple double. Dad, Anthony Davis ain't no great rebounder. Dwight Howard used to be, but ain't so much. I, I'm telling you right now, he going to have more rebounds than both. Russell Westbrook going to average more rebounds for the season than, than Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard. I'll put money on it right now. So, well, Guaranteed. how many, hold on, how many rebounds did Anthony Davis average last year? Look at that. I'm about to. That's what I was trying to do. But I'm telling you right now, he ain't going to have the same numbers with Russell Westbrook being on the team. No, well, they're going to have to play a whole lot more in transition than they did last year. Russell Westbrook is their transition. I know. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to be. So he's going to grab the board and go. Ain't about to be no outlet pass. So who they going to have besides LeBron on the wings running with Russ? Either Ellington or Malik Monk or THT or... Uh, the only guy you mentioned, uh, the only one of the three is maybe Malik Monk, who may not even be on the floor that much, but go ahead. And there was another guard that they got that's athletic. Hang who on. am I forgetting? The, oh, or or none. What you mean? Well, Kendrick Nunn, yes. Nunn and Monk both getting on the runway. Yeah, both of them. And that's about it. The rest of them are old guys. Not really. I mean, Trevor Reza. When's the last time somebody saw Ellington score a transition bucket? Trevor Reza could get He's a catch and shoot guy. Trevor Reza transition still going to dunk on somebody. Yeah, Trevor Reza. Hell, Carmelo Anthony could probably still dunk in transition. (laughs) Yeah. He'd probably get two dunks in a game. (laughs) No, not a game. Maybe in a week. Or two you weeks. You tell me you get him on a fast break, he ain't going to finish with no dunk? Hell no. 
playing for the Lakers? He ain't running the damn floor anyway, so I'm thinking about that. Right, no. Of Carmelo running the transition, he running to the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going to the damn basket. <laughs> he no, ain't no line. way in the world. Come on. Please. I'm telling you right now that Lakers going to be the number one seed. They ain't even going to be close. They're going to win 65 games easy. Easy. So you're assuming everybody's healthy, obviously. I think people will be healthy because they got more people. Mm-hmm. So everybody's carrying less weight, less of the load, because they can really share it. They got a legit 11-man rotation. Legit. So there's room for at least one player to get hurt. I cannot get Maybe one. two. Because they first, this is going to be their starting five probably. Most likely. They're going to start Dwight at the five, Anthony Davis at the four, LeBron at the three, Ellington at the two, and Westbrook at the one. That's most likely going to be their starting five. Dwight Howard going to get in foul trouble immediately, like he usually do. So what they going to do? They're going to move Anthony Davis to the five, and they're going to bring Carmelo Anthony in off the bench, put him at the four. So he's the sixth man? I think so. Okay. I think he's going to play that role because of the foul trouble issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what they'll do is they'll go to what most would consider a small ball lineup, which it ain't because Anthony Davis ain't no shorter than Dwight Howard. No. So maybe maybe thinner in the ass, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. He ain't got no shoulders like Dwight, but got way more game. Yeah, Dwight don't really have much game. So it's like that's not a, a loss, really. It's like if he gets in foul trouble – all he got to do is block, you know, play defense and get rebounds. Yeah. That's it. He don't have to score at all. Well, the same role he played before. He doesn't have to score. And the if he does, it's role. extra. So, you know, AD, you move him to the five, you put Carmelo Anthony in there. And so if, and so if you, and what if you, role, if any, does freaking Mark Gasol play? Well, you gotta have a you gotta have a backup for Dwight Howard at that position if you want to be able to play another big man or if you have to match up with another big man. But let's say let's say you're playing like Utah, mm-hmm. right? And there's Rudy Gobert's frail ass. Yeah. You just move Anthony Davis to the five and you put Carmelo out there because you'll be able to match up better. Mm-hmm. You know, then you put them young legs on the floor. You put none out there with, with Malik Monk and Russell Westbrook and you can rank because, you know, Russell can... Westbrook can play essentially the entire game. So you put him out there with those young guys and let them run the floor with Russell Westbrook, it'll be so easy for people to score. It don't matter if Mark Gasol out there trailing the play, shooting that trail three, mm-hmm. or setting them little weak-ass screens he be setting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he's more of a pick and pop because he ain't trying to roll to the basket. Oh, fuck no. So oh, excuse my language. So no. that's going to give space for those young guards to slash and cut. To the basket. So, Which is Kendrick Nunn's game. Because you got guys who can space the floor with their shooting. You know, because, like, if Ellington's out there, you can't leave him. No. At all. Uh-uh. But he's a good defender. He can defend. And, like, on ball. He can defend on ball at his position. And he's going to make the right plays because he's not going to really have the ball in his hand. He's going to have more of a catch-and-shoot role. So... I think he'll do fine. I think that you have to start him. That's that's what I would do. If I was coaching, I would start him. And then 
I would bring Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn and THT and them off the bench depending on the matchup. Well, I think <clears throat> I think what they're going to do is actually start THT and not Wayne Ellington, but we'll see. We'll see. I think that'll be it. And I don't think it much matters. I don't think it much matters. Of course, you got a much better catch-and-shoot guy in Wayne Ellington, but I think you have a more versatile guy in um, THT. The only thing with THT is I think his first thought is to go to the basket. Well, I feel that chemistry-wise and scheme-wise, Ellington's a better fit because he can function in that specialist role Mm -hmm. because normally that's not how a two would function on the team, Mm -hmm. right? But that's how it's going to function on this team. Yeah, because it's an altogether different dynamic. Yeah, because in that lineup, he's essentially the fourth option, right? Because if Russell can get to the basket in transition – we're not even running no play. No. But if but if not, and we have to bring the ball back out, then it's either going directly to LeBron, and LeBron's going to be making a play like from the post, mm-hmm. or Russell West, or he's going to come up and they're going to run pick and roll LeBron James and, well, and Russell Westbrook, which is what I would do, mm-hmm. because then it, it, on the swing pass, it's going to either Ellington mm-hmm. or Anthony Davis. Yeah. Both of those I could live with. Yeah, it's a potent, it's a extremely potent offense. Potentially, there's no reason why they shouldn't win sixty to sixty five games if they stay healthy. Easy. Yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't. (laughs) Because it's going to be a huge struggle for teams to match up with them, and not only that, but they added the type of players that give them versatility. They can play pretty much any style now. You know, you got guys like Trevor Ariza. You know, veteran guys who know how to play, who are championship pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like, man, all they needed was like a Buddy healed man. But Ellington will be fine. You know, Ellington will be fine. And you don't have to pay him nearly what you're going to have to pay Buddy Hield. So. No. Uh-uh. Um, and really, all this is win now, anyway, for Los Angeles. Buddy Hield is more of a long-term situation. But man. So I can understand why they made the move that they did on a number of different levels. But... You know, it's easy to argue against it. You know, yeah. I've heard a lot of people um, make arguments against the value of adding Russ to a team. I'm just saying, go with your first mind. The moment I heard Buddy Hield or Russell Westbrook, my initial reaction without even thinking was Buddy Hield. For, for the Lakers, Buddy Hield. Okay. Like, you add that piece. So... Let's let's do this. We've basically established the Lakers as the number one team in the Western Conference. Who's your number one team in the Eastern Conference? Brooklyn. Okay. I figured you would say that, which is why I pulled up Brooklyn's roster. What moves, if any, do you do you like that Brooklyn has made in the offseason? Have they added anybody? I mean, I don't think they needed to add anybody, honestly. Okay. I just think they needed to be healthy. One thing I would add, though, for for them is maybe... Oh, they had Patty Mills. They did add Patty Mills. That's the only, ooh, like, significant add ooh, that they made. Ooh, that makes... That fortifies the... Oh, and, but they lost Spencer Dinwiddie, though. Yeah, but they never they had Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. last year. So. Yeah, but I'm thinking, thinking that he... Knowing that he's coming back this year, I was, like, mad excited about that because that changes everything. Think about had he been there in the playoffs with KD when Kyrie and James Harden couldn't do nothing. Yeah. Had he been healthy, that they would have beat Milwaukee easily. Yeah, they would have kept on rocking. 
So that was a huge, huge, huge difference maker. So like Spencer coming back, oh, I wanted to see him. Man, I just wanted to see him play with that team one season. And now we ain't never going to get to see it. Tell me this. Does DeAndre Jordan have any value? No. Okay, thank you. I thought it was just me. I mean, he's on. <laughs> For me, he's right He's right up there with uh, Jared Dudley status. Oh, hell no. <laughs> he on Jared oh, Dudley no. Status. No, hell no. He no. Can't, he can't. No, 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 <laughs> he's no. He's just stealing money now. Jared Dudley has his own. He's in a category by himself, more or less. You got to go out of your way to find somebody. Okay, you got to have somebody like, okay, who has no game and is old as Black Pepper. That's what you got to, that, that's how you get to be Jared Dudley's status. But man, come on. I don't think Jared Dudley's mama wants to see him play. The thing about it is, that's so funny. Like, baby, that's okay. You don't have to play. You know, well, nobody really is interested in seeing you just get out there and do nothing. He ain't, but he, he don't even get out there anymore. Don't get to so. play. Like, and I don't understand, like, when they were cutting, like, trimming the fat, so to speak. Like, what why, the? why didn't, why? Yeah. but there's a couple people, like, I don't understand why Giannis's brother is on the roster. I guess because they're kind of like light in the power forward spot. Very light. So I guess they wanted to feel like they're okay, basically non existent in that we position. We got somebody there. Right, and he never plays. And so, then, uh, so Marcus saw those two players, and there's somebody else. There's a fourth player that I'm like, they could basically just cut all four of these people. Yeah, we talked about and this. have a better roster. We talked about this off the air a couple of days ago. Who's the other person that we were saying need to go? There's one other person. It was Marcus saw. Jared, Jared Dudley, Giannis's brother, and somebody else. It was somebody else. Hang on. That's pretty much it. There was four players. Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews. That's who the other person was. Wesley Matthews. Yeah, so Wesley Matthews was the other guy. Was the fourth. Okay, cool. Although you can make arguments on other guys that are young guys like Devonta Kaycock, um, no, I like I like him, and that's about it. But that's that's the only other person. So you're saying Wesley Matthews? I say I say keep him, but I but I would get yeah. Those other guys are are more expendable, in my opinion. Okay, all right. Especially well, I don't know what what kind of contract Wesley Matthews is on right now, but I'm sure it's a veterans minimum or something in that area, or mid level exception. I don't even think they would pay him a mid level, so it's got to be a veterans minimum. Yeah, I would like to see Wesley Matthews win a ring, though, because he's just had a rough career. He's bounced back from a really, really tough injury. He's proven to be you know, really, really resilient player. So I would like to see him rewarded. But, you know, when you look at the depth that the team has now, yeah, he's just not good enough. Yeah, it's really a statement of the depth of the team, and it's not a statement on Wesley Matthews. No, it's not a diss to all. him at all. No, no, so... Definitely not. I have you know, lots of respect for him and what he's accomplished as a player. You know, second-generation player's dad, Wesley Matthews Sr., who also played for the Lakers. Strafted by the Bullets, but uh, played for the Lakers. But anyway, um, so that's it. So you're saying that Brooklyn is the number one team in the East. With mm. no real major additions other than Patty Mills... I think that is a major addition, though. 
No, I think he's a much more major addition than people think. It's more major than people give it credit for. And I think because, you know, <laughs> Popovich kind of runs like a Dean Smith kind of program. Mm-hmm. No stars. You know, it's very team-oriented. You know, shackles guys that have, like, that type of star potential. The one guy that didn't really let it slow him down too much was Ginobili. No, Ginobili was Ginobili the... Ginobili went out there and just, like, played his game, Yeah, man. Ginobili was the Allen Iverson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Allen Iverson was at Georgetown. He was the first guy to go early. And he was the first guy that just basically played completely different than anybody ever has at Georgetown. So you always have those guys. I mean, even Michael Jordan didn't get to clown at North Carolina. Nope. Even Michael Jordan. So, so that's why I, I use the, the Allen Iverson analogy. And so that's why when he got to the Bulls and could really like showcase everything, people were like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because... He wasn't able to do it on that at that level under Dean Smith. And like when I watch Patty Mills play international ball and the shackles are removed, it's like he's a different player. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe there's going to be no shackles in Brooklyn. For no, him. it's not that kind so of program. People are going to be looking at Patty Mills different. And I think that's the thing that attracted him to go there. It's like, I want to go where I can like really like shine and play ball. Mm. And that's what they doing over there. Well, this is the other thing, too, because um, there's another guy. And to me, he's an interesting guy. Two guys, actually, that they added at next to no money. DeAndre Bembry and um, Javon Carter. They got Bembry from Atlanta? No, he was in Toronto. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was in Toronto. So what do you think about that, those two additions? I mean, that's a lot of freaking guards they got on their roster. I don't understand it. I don't know if they're just acquiring assets or what. Because Bruce Brown was a major contributor. So I'm, Bruce ain't making no money. He's making less than $2 million. That's incredible. Less that's, than two mil. That's incredible. I like Claxton. Mm -hmm. I will keep him. You know, you got Patty. I like Alizé Johnson. Um, you like him resigning Blake? Uh, inconsequential. Okay. Really. Uh, okay. You know, DeAndre, he really ain't got nothing left in the tank. We kept saying as soon as he can't catch them, as soon as Lob City's over for him, it's a wrap. Man, I mean, they got a lot of guys that ain't making no money. No money. Well, when you're paying James Harden and KD and Kyrie all the money. All the money, yeah. Man, how could there be any money left for anybody The else? only other person, James Johnson is on a huge contract still. James Johnson is $16 million. Who gave him that money originally? Oh, shoot. I think it was Miami. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's Miami. what it was. I think it was Miami. I think it was Miami. I think you're right. So... Wow. Anyway, and we didn't even talk about him as an. He ad. don't even play. Well, he was he's with like two three teams last year. Yeah, so he was with New Orleans for a minute, and I can't remember who else he was with. Because people be like, oh, he could help us, and then he gets there, and they go, oh man, this is a bad contract. Well, he played really really well for for New Orleans when he got there. When when um, I think when Zion was out or. Um, or um, 
Who else? My brain just went dead. The former Laker, Brandon Ingram. When Brandon Ingram was down, too. I mean, and then Steven Adams had injury issues and all kinds. I mean, New Orleans was just a mess on a number of different levels. Speaking of which, Josh Hart still hasn't, his situation hasn't been resolved. Or I tell you what, Brooklyn better not get him. (laughs) You know. Brooklyn get him too. Yeah, his situation, he won't know. I mean, I don't know where he would go. They got 12 guards on that damn team. Yeah, but we don't don't like some of them. And I'll um, tell you what, and some of them guards ain't playing over him. No, they wouldn't, but still, I mean, they got a bunch of freaking guards. Yeah, they 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 must be compiling assets because the guy said that the GM said our roster is like ninety percent finished. So that means that he's still trying to Yeah, he's still trying to sort make it out. some moves and sort some things out. You know, the whole okay, I have to talk about this before before we stop. So we've basically designated just so that we have some sense of continuity here, we've basically designated Brooklyn top team in the east, Lakers top team in the west. Really haven't talked about anybody else. We'll talk about that later. But I I have to talk about what for want of a better definition, my team did in free agency. It makes no sense to me. Okay, let's talk about it then. You know, I, okay, what do you think about adding DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls? How does that help them? <laughs> it don't really. I just don't. I mean, to me, their first priority should have been extending Zach Levine. So what that tells me is that they don't think that the way to being a championship contender is through Zach Levine is having him as a centerpiece on a championship roster. I think they're looking at it the wrong way. Like if you're Chicago, you got to know the only way you're going to get that player is to draft them because they're not going to come there and play because, you know, they've shown to be a horrible front office. Mm Mm-hmm. So that that's just not going to happen. So what you have to do is you got to prove to those type of players through what you're going to do with Zach Levine that, hey, we take care of our people. Mm-hmm. You know, when guys come here and they play well, we show them that we value them. But they have a history of not doing that. No. Even with Michael Jordan. Yeah. And Scotty, like, yeah. so guys are like, I'm not going to go there. Look how they did Michael Jordan. If they did Michael Jordan like that. Yeah. What they, they, they going to do to me? Well, that should have been the death knell for the organization. It really should have. Once that went down, it's like nobody ever after that, and that's kind of what happened. That's basically what yeah. happened. Ever, did, ever made Chicago their number one destination spot. When they were talking about possibly getting LeBron, that didn't happen. You know, so it's just like, no, nobody ever goes there. Nope. Nobody ever goes there. You know, if they ain't getting drafted, or traded for nobody as a free agent. When's the last time before DeMar DeRozan, they got a big-time free agent signing? They had a big-time free agent signing. I can't remember one. They you can't even call Dwayne Wade because he played like five minutes. And he and, and he wasn't a big free agent signing at that time. You know, so it's just like, okay, enough said. You know, I just wanted to. I need re- Charlotte to do more, man. Like, 
These other teams are getting better. Charlotte, I need you to do more. They have. All you did was get rid of people. You didn't add no damn body that's going to help us. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I like JT. Um, I didn't even know they had added. Oh. I like oh, like Jalen McDaniels. Kelly Oubre. Oh, they got Kelly Oubre? Yes. He ain't even on the list. I'm looking at Mason Plumley too. Oh, yeah. Okay, I just saw Mason Plumley. Yeah, so Mason Plumley will help, although he is getting older. But I don't see Kelly Oubre in the one that I'm looking at. Well, I'm seeing him on mine. Well, that's a major. That's bro. a major. Well, hell, he should be at the top of the list. How is he not on the How is he not even on the list? He should be at the top of the list. I'm looking at. <laughs> They're going, uh, I don't think, I don't know. They still got Biombo. Yeah, which he's always good off the bench. Um, limited, very, very limited, but, you know, give you some 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 rebounds. They, and, oh, and they got Ish. Yes, they got Ish. Oh, okay, I need to hush then because they didn't did some things. And they drafted well. And they drafted well. I like Book Knight. Okay. I, so I, what would you think, in third, fourth seed? I think they could end up being, uh, yeah, have fourth. home court advantage. So yeah. fourth, yeah, I, they could end fourth. up with home court. When you look, when so you what? Look at what it. two teams gonna be in between Charlotte and Brooklyn, Philly and Milwaukee? It's got to be. Of course, that leaves out Atlanta. So we saying that we saying that Charlotte Atlanta, be Miami, and Atlanta. Boston. I don't know about that. Well, who did? Who did Atlanta add? No, if they can just get back the, the the healthy players that were hurt, if they could get back Cam Reddish and uh, what's the other what's the other uh, forward's name? We DeAndre like, Hunter. DeAndre Hunter back. If those guys had been there in that playoff series defensively, that would have been a completely different team. And they did Cause, add because Cam Reddish would have been locking down Chris Middleton, and they added. Delon Wright, and Hunter would have been locking down whoever he was playing. So I and that like, would have made a huge, huge, huge difference. So it'll probably be between Atlanta and um, Charlotte. I'm gonna go. For I'm gonna go. Char I'm gonna go Atlanta for Charlotte fifth. Okay, but I mean I it's hard to argue. I think Atlanta you could flip them either better. way. You know, and you gotta like the Nate factor. So yeah, gotta like the yeah, you gotta like the Nate. You know, but I think Indiana's gotten better. You know, um, Boston has not gotten. I better. tell you what, Dad. I wish Lonzo had went to the Hornets to go play with his brother. Yeah, I think that would have been too if much. They had had both balls on the same team. Yeah, I think because Lonzo could play point or off ball. Yeah, and since Lamelo is much better on ball mm -hmm. than off ball, mm -hmm. I would have just had um, Lonzo playing the two. Yeah, well, I don't think Charlotte is willing. I, I think I would rather have Kelly Oubre than than Lonzo. Dad, they're not. They're, I know they're, they're not, not the same. The same they're not the same position. I'm just talking about overall roster wise. Man, would you rather have him? Would you rather have him than Wanamaker? You mean Lonzo? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, would you rather have him than? I think what he's one of the Martin twins. Of course. Of course. But you like the darling dude. 
that they just that they drafted. I like Book Night. Oh, okay. So you uh, so you like him better than than Darling too? Then yeah. Okay. Well, they got I, that's just four guards I just named that you could have instead of him. Yeah, but I just see it as too much duplication. I see Lamelo and Lonzo as basically the same guy. Defensively? Well, not defensively. No. Then it ain't the same. All right. And you got one guy who can play off ball. Lonzo's worked on his shooting tremendously. He could basically be a, a, a DN3 guy. And if his brother's in foul trouble now, he can run the point for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would be a much better option than, I mean, than Ish Smith. Than any of them four or guys Brad I just Yeah. So, you know, because Ish can't shoot. but Ooh, I would have loved to see that. And just to see them playing together in the NBA like they did in high school. So, no. Anyway, all right. So, that's, I mean, there's so much more we could cover. Um, we definitely didn't talk about much much about the draft at all. But the primary things I wanted to discuss, we pretty much hit on. The Lakers, you know, because they are the Lakers and probably the most relevant team in basketball, regardless, from year to year. I don't care who else is doing anything. Brooklyn is is pushing to be that other team, to be, like, the most relevant um, in terms of being, you know, in terms of discussion and just marketing the whole nine and star quality and all those different things that people like to talk about. They'll win 65 games too. I mean, I think, I think, okay, let's, uh, this will be the last question I ask. Which conference overall do you think improved the most so far in this off season has improved the most? I will, I'll tell you who I think. I think it's the Eastern Conference. And if, because if you look at the, if you just look at the teams, okay. Where did, where did Dinwiddie end up? Washington. Oh, yeah, that's right. You just look at the teams. You know, you can make an argument for uh, most of the teams in the East have gotten better in some regard or another. Very few have gotten worse, with the possible exception, I think, of maybe Boston. That was the case last year. You know, when you looked at the teams, it's like, man, there's there's fewer bad teams in the East right now than in the West. Yeah, because you got you got teams like Houston. is Houston, OKC ain't even trying right now. Both of the OKC and Houston are basically the same, and you could throw Minnesota in the bag with them. <laughs> Those are probably the three worst teams in basketball. And Orlando. Yeah, them and but, Orlando. Yeah, those are probably the three worst teams in basketball. Mm-hmm. But Well, you could probably put Orlando, Detroit, and Cleveland in a similar box. Oh, those would be the six worst. The yeah, three, those are by three, far the six the worst. The three worst in each conference, for sure. What about Toronto? Is Toronto worse or better than Cleveland? I don't know who's on their team no more. Yeah, so you could probably, I actually, I would argue that Cleveland has gotten better. That Cleveland may have stepped over Toronto. Probably. That's what I would argue. And then you just got Orlando, which is probably the worst team Toronto, in the East. Because Toronto is back at square one, basically. Yeah, so, and everybody above that is is, is relevant, I think. You know, so... I think that, you know, as it stands right now, the Eastern Conference has improved more than the Western Conference. 
That's probably safe to say. And you probably got more young stars in the East than you have in the West. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like an Eastern team is going to win it again. Okay, we'll see. You don't think the Lakers will win the championship then? No, they're still not better than Brooklyn. Okay. I still think Brooklyn has a lot of the same issues they had, defense and rebounding. I don't think they improved at all in those areas. Lakers are much better defensively. Yes, yes. They're much better defensively, but that's not going to help them. They're much better defensively as a team, but that's not going to really help them against those great one-on-one players. They got the three best one-on-one players in basketball. Because at the end of the day, if if they're going to break it down into an ISO game, and you're not going to – they don't have no (laughs) – Body who can stop any of those guys on ball, one-on-one. No. So, at the end of the day, it's no. like, I don't care how good you are defensively, you're not going to stop them three. No. Uh-uh. So, like, when, when people talk you know, about... The name of the game in the playoffs especially is who can get buckets. Right. And and Brooklyn, they can got get. three niggas on the team <laughs> that get buckets. buckets. <laughs> yeah, so... Ain't like, that's no what debating. they do. Yeah. Okay. I get buckets. I get buckets. You got three Uncle Drews. Yeah, you got three of them <laughs> on the team. Three. It's like, think about it. Who in the NBA gets buckets better than James Harden, KD, or Kyrie? Nobody. The only one who one gets. One on one? The only one. Well, one on one, yeah. But the only one else who gets close is Steph. Yeah, that's true. Steph gets buckets. Yes. Steph gets buckets. So there you go. Steph, I can I don't know how the hell I forgot about Steph. Yeah, uh, and Clay Thompson get buckets too. Yeah, but he can't get them on his own. Uh, he ain't creating no buckets. He gets buckets, but he, he can't create no buckets. Well, that's not his role on the team. I don't care. And he's much more efficient. I don't by care. By not having to do it, but it's not that care. he can't do it because I've seen him get jumpers off the dribble before. He don't want to dribble, but he doesn't do it consistently. He don't want to dribble. Uh, but, man, it's like when you can catch and shoot like Klay Thompson, I wouldn't put the ball on the floor ever. They gets buckets. Them four. But he still get but To be able to get buckets like that without even putting the ball on the floor, to me, is just, just as impressive because that's not easy. It's like you're generating all your rhythm with movement from movement. There's three other guys who's getting to that level. Jason Tatum? No. Hell no. Bradley Beal? Yes. He gets buckets. Devin Booker? Booker gets buckets too, and Buddy Hill get buckets. But, I mean, on that level. Those those guys are the next tier, if you ask no, me. No, I'll tell you who else Jason you Jason Tatum, who? And I would put this guy over Jason Tatum because I don't think Tatum is on that level yet. But uh, he's, he's, he's getting better, but he ain't on that level yet. But I put Donovan Mitchell up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Donovan yeah. Mitchell gets buckets. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Now, if I got to pick three, I put Donovan on the list and I'd bump Tatum off. I'd put Donovan, Booker, and and Bill. Mm -hmm. Now, those guys are the next tier uh, of the get buckets people. I think you underselling Jason Tatum, but okay. I mean, we can agree to disagree. Tatum shows you glimpses of it, but he can't do it consistently. And so that's what I'm waiting on the consistency. Yeah, next time around, I think we'll we'll talk. We should talk about these. Because right now, you give me a choice, I take Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. I wouldn't, but because, I mean, all around, yes. Because all around, yes, but not offensively. No. I like his mentality better, his approach to the game. He's a better athlete, and he's a better two way player. So give me him. 
his issue has been basically just staying healthy. Yeah. Which hasn't allowed him to work on his game as much. But when he stays healthy, he takes leaps and bounds. It's, it's, he jumps leaps and bounds. So I, w- I would rather have Brown than Tatum. Yeah, those are two great guys to have on your squad, though. All right, I think that should be a wrap for this for this this segment, this time. Wait, before we go, where did Kimba end up? Kimba's – oh, hold on. Give me a second. Because they cut him immediately. Soon, I think that was the first move Brad oh, Stevens made. The, the Knicks. Jesus Christ. The Knicks. He went to the Knicks? Yes. To play with Derrick Rose and them? Yes. That's going to help them. He's a Nick. And he's from New York. That's yes. going to help them. Definitely. That's going to help them. That's going to be good for him, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. At least they didn't send him somewhere that didn't make sense. Well, they bought him out, and then he went where he wanted to go. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was a big ass contract too. Yeah, it was. It was like a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. So anyway. Ooh, yep. All right. That's a Thanks wrap. Thanks for rocking with us. Sugar Free signing out. Peace. In pursuit of cash. And I bring the house of pain like I was ever last. Ever since a young nigga labeled me an outcast. I'm going balls out. My back's against the wall. Big balls about the size of a tennis ball. Big balls. Shit. I'll show you how to ball out. Hit the game like a nuclear fallout. If you win the dissing, I'm the one you should call out. I'm on a mission, player. I never sold out. I took the other route. I went against the grain. Me and my nigga, man, we the ones to follow. We some girls, niggas. We going full throttle. Got a 50 Hennessy and I'ma drink the whole bottle. Pocket full of money, player, feeling like I won the lotto. Got a bad bitch, call her America's top model. Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle, player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I told you, nigga. You know my persona. I'm a soldier, nigga. Deputy for designer. Yelling, ain't no peace till the niggas get it peace. While I flip my middle finger to your honor. Smoking on the finest marijuana I can find. I run the money game. We throwing up dollar signs. We on the grind like each and every day, seven days a week. 247365 The last time I checked It was all about the money, power, and respect I'm certified solid, better check my breath You couldn't see through me if you was looking at my silhouette Blood in my eye like the great George Jackson We bout to take it, we ain't asking to say the least I put that on my brother's dead and deceased I'll be a rider till I rest in peace Talk shit, swallow spit for a living, man. The swing man, I can get it to the pivot, man. Knee deep in the struggle, player, I'm with it, man. I do whatever it takes to get it, man. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes. I do whatever it takes to get it, man.